Attention, all passengers. The traveling tourist is now boarding. Your safety is our top priority. In preparation for takeoff, please ensure your seatbelt is fastened. Hello, lovely humans, and welcome. I am your host, Debbie O'Brien, and I am the traveling tourist. I appreciate you joining me today for episode number nine. Sunshine, uncrowded beaches with stunning turquoise waters, toes in soft sand and a nice breeze to keep cool is how I remember spending many of my days in Cuba. And I have had many. If you're thinking of a cozy, relaxing weekend away in Toronto, Ontario this winter, you might want to reconsider a week in Cuba, which could cost you about the same. So I dare you to compare Cuba. After vacationing with a large group of friends 13 years ago, Bradford and I made Cuba an annual trip for the next nine. We've been to many areas of Cuba, including Veradero, Havana, Santa Lucia, Holguin, and Keokoko. They all have their unique characteristics, but I have to admit my favorite location is Keo Santa Maria, hosting the most beautiful beach I've been on to date. As Cuba is not for all, there are some points you might want to consider when booking your next vacation there. I have found that working in Cuba can be productive if you don't require a consistent online presence. With limited and not always great internet connections, many times you have no choice but to turn off your outside communication with the world. It forces you to take a temporary break from technology, which is not always a bad thing. Bradford is always quick to remind me that vacationing in Cuba is the only time I truly relax. I do agree that when I'm able to disconnect from my media for a period of time, I do feel much more refreshed. We always bring several books and magazines to enjoy our downtime in the sun, and a water camera has also provided me with many amusing hours of entertainment. If you are a foodie or a picky eater, Cuba may not be the place for you, as food can be a challenge for some. Supplies are limited and delivered when available. Some resorts are hopeful of timely deliveries, but they can only speculate when their next shipment will be arriving and what it may contain. Personally, I've always been able to find something I like to satisfy me while enjoying paradise. I have memories of the best lobster dinners prepared by locals in private homes. Just remember to bring snacks. You're sure to find wine at every port. Cuba is no different. We sat in the same section every night for dinner in several locations, and depending on the resort, our waiter secretly offered us a bottle of wine to take back to our room. I'm sure this occurred frequently with guests, but it always helped with their tip. Know what to expect. Although adequate, Cuba is a third world country and resorts do not carry all the amenities you would expect at home. As we typically stay for a few weeks at a time, we tend to pack more for Cuba than most other areas we travel to. I have a list of basic items that we make sure to take, such as a first aid kit, Kleenex, peanut butter for your morning toast, and even a watch, as there are not many clocks to be found in this country. Did I mention that Cubans love Canadians? Show your appreciation and you will not be disappointed. I was with friends who were on their first vacation together. They had their hearts set on a destination wedding in that same resort later in life. The resort did not offer weddings, but when posed with the idea, they impressively went all out to make it a very special day for the bride and groom. 
You could see all the care and effort that went into that one event because they wanted to make the couple happy. It was a huge success and very much appreciated by the couple. I love an ocean view room when on a vacation south, so needless to say, Cuba is no different. Our favorite accommodations were in Keokoko. Our room was on a three-story walk-up 17 steps from the beach, one floor up with a railed balcony and friends on both sides. We would step out each morning and while chatting comfortably with our friends over coffee, watch the pelicans glide back and forth across the ocean in front of us, occasionally diving for a fish. That's my idea of a blissful morning in paradise. While each area has its own specialty, most offer amazing snorkeling. I especially enjoy snorkeling if there's a coral reef. It calms the waters and is also great for swimming. I was out on a boating excursion to go snorkeling with a number of great friends. The boat had anchored and we geared up with snorkels and fins to view the colorful fish below. I hopped in the water and was immensely enjoying my time when I realized how far away from the others I had drifted so quickly. I spent my energy getting back to the boat and upon climbing the ladder, it was all I could do to just flop over on the deck and I was stuck. Some of my so-called friends and my loving husband spent more than enough time laughing at me before taking the time to help me up so I could lose my flippers. I can imagine the amusing sight it must have been, but I did feel the need to glare at them for some time after. There are lots of activities including swimming, walking on the beach, taking a horse and carriage ride around a village, or horseback riding along the beach. I remember a time I was waiting to go horseback riding. I wasn't able to reach the stirrup to pull myself up. I realized that as two very short Cubans were trying to boost me up onto the horse, my husband was in the background joyfully snapping photos, or at least until I spotted him. We would spend hours in the paddle boats roaming the limits set out for us. Sailing on the catamaran is another fun and an inexpensive way to spend an afternoon. A paid excursion on a large catamaran is an extremely fun way to spend a day on the ocean, working on your tan and learning a new dance step with a silly entertainment crew. If wildlife is your thing, there are iguanas and pink flamingos to be spotted in the right locations, and you could spot a sea urchin or a starfish on the ocean floor. I had a chance to visit Iguana Island where I had lunch amongst many iguanas. You can visit Cuba Tourism for excursions in your preferred location or ask your travel advisor to send you information. I would like to note that I always felt safe in Cuba and more than once people from this country would go out of their way to accommodate. We were with a few other couples having lunch in an outside cafe. We went to go to the beach when one of my girlfriends realized that she had left her small purse on the back of a chair. She went racing back to the location and it wasn't there. Another friend left the cafe to hunt down the waiter who had been there earlier and she appeared with him in hand, a huge smile on her face. The waiter proceeded to the bar where he had tucked my friend's purse safely away and pulled it out for her. Another friend was walking on the beach alone one evening in the dark. She realized later that she had lost her phone on the beach. The next morning, she got up early to look for it and the security guard stopped her before she could get too far and handed her phone to her. He had followed her from a distance to ensure her safety as he saw that she was alone. Bradford and I hopped onto a double-decker bus in Veradero one afternoon and I followed him to a nice spot on the top so we could view our surroundings. 
We had purchased straw hats at a market earlier that day, and I was happily sporting mine when it blew off my head. I was sad, but it was poor judgment on my part wearing it, especially where we were seated. We were driving alongside a body of water, so the stops were frequent. And as we were stopped, a man climbed the steps to the top of the bus, carrying none other than my hat. The man, driving a dump truck, had saw my hat fly, stopped to grab it, and then managed to pass the bus, force it to stop, and came aboard to find the owner. Me. I was stunned to witness his kindness, and I have never forgot. It certainly made my day, and I did not wear my hat again until I returned to ground level. We have almost always experienced great weather. A typical Cuban weather forecast for the month of February, one of the most popular times to travel, is a sunny daytime high of 28 degrees Celsius. When traveling to Cuba, our main goal is to unwind, relax, and to enjoy lots of laughs with great friends. We are always able to de-stress in Cuba. This will be a destination that we will return to again and again, as it is both affordable, enjoyable, and a super great way to escape a few weeks from the frosty Canadian winters. Again, if you are not a picky eater and can make do with less than five-star accommodations, this might be a country for you to check out. I dare you to call your favorite travel agent to see what Cuba can offer you. Thanks so much for listening. Of course, if you wish to learn more about me, please feel free to check out and follow my Facebook page at Destinations with Debbie O'Brien. You can also find me on Instagram as Destinations with Debbie. I hope you are enjoying these short episodes and would be very grateful if you would follow, share, and even leave me a message. Until next time, lovely humans, smile and wave. Safe travels, everyone.